All praises are due to the Most High God. Now, we will be going over who is the synagogue of Satan, part two. Israelite camps are all wrong. We know that Edom has been the dog that has bit us off. Not just black people, but all races of people. But according to the scriptures, my brothers, the Bible only calls Israel the devil. Now I want to prove my point on how wicked Israel is. Now, this will be in the book of Matthew, chapter 27. Verse 17, therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. So this is an Edomite ruler. Israel failed so bad as a nation. When God told Jeconias that him or his sons would no longer rule in the nation of Judah, sitting on the throne of David, he meant that thing. Here we are. Christ is born. And guess what king the whole nation of Israel is under? An Edomite king. So God was truthful when he said, I will provoke you to jealousy with someone who is not a nation. Going back to Pilate. Pilate literally seeing the jealousy and how envious the people of Israel was going on. We are in John chapter 19, verse 12. And from thenceforth, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever make of himself a king speak of against Caesar. So therefore they accuse in Jesus of wanting to be a king, which is not true. Because when they took him by force and tried to make him king, he literally ran and hid in a mountain. He got away from trying to be a king. Jesus knew the truth. And he knew that his position and title was governor. He was not the king of Israel. And he knew that. Not only did he know that, but he knows that it is a wicked thing to even be a king. According to the book of 1 Samuel, when the children of Israel asked for a king, it not only angered the prophet, but it angered the Most High.
Jesus literally ran and hid in a mountain to get away from trying to be the king of Israel, my brothers. So y'all need to watch your mouth and y'all need to look in your Bible and study. And you'll understand that you have scriptures that say that Jesus is the king of kings and Lord of lords. Now, how is that true when God is Lord? How he's going to be Lord over God? So that title is totally off balance. Then you have scriptures that say that Jesus is the prince of the kings of the earth. Then you have scriptures that say he is governor. So before you throw titles on people, you need to do a thorough investigation. Going on, verse 13, when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he said unto the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Now you understand. Who is the devil? You're telling me that Pilate was the devil? Okay, no. I disagree with you. Israel was the devil right here. Israel wanted to kill their own people. And here they are doing the error of King Saul. King Saul was told to kill off all the Amalekites. He was told to kill off the nation of Edom. And here you have Israel right here in this verse of scripture, literally saying, we want no king but Caesar. Literally saying, we have no king but this Edomite named Caesar. This is proving my point, y'all. Israel was the devil. Jesus went around casting out devils. Casting out devils. Don't you know those were signs? Those were signs to prove to you who was the next devil that was going to get put out of the land. And that was Israel. I got more scriptures in the Bible because you are about to learn that all these scriptures that talk about Satan, spiritual demon Satan, they're also twofold scriptures that go with the prophecies of Israel being the devil. So let's go to Ezekiel. I like to call the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel, because that's how I kill Christians that tell me Jesus died for their sins. I take them right to Ezekiel 18.20, where it literally tells you, can't no man pay for your sins. You are going to be accountable for your sins. And this is the contract of the new covenant. So that tells you how far Christians are off. This is the new covenant. The new covenant. Not according to the old covenant. Because the old covenant was based on what your fathers did. 
But in the new covenant, he said, I'm going to make a new covenant, not according to the old covenant, where every man is going to be accountable for his own sins. Getting back to Ezekiel 28, let's start off at verse 12. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sun, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Who was that? That's Israel. That is the nation of Israel. Now I'm going to give you a precept for that, and that's going to be in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 19. The beauty of Israel is slain upon thy high places. How are the mighty fallen? Israel was the mighty. So when you reread the stories of Hannah and of Mary, when it's talking about the rich and when it's talking about the mighty, when it says scriptures like he has sent the rich away empty and when you hear scriptures like he has removed the mighty from their seat guess who he's talking about he's talking about israel israel has been the devil the bible's been speaking about this whole time now i'm gonna get on back to ezekiel chapter 28 verse 13 thou has been in eden the garden of god Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, tobaz, and the diamond. Now, who had all these stones? Each tribe of Israel had a stone. All right? Going on down. Let's start off at verse 14 now. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so that thou was upon the holy mountain of God who was set high above all nations. Israel, remember God's word is like a mountain. You can climb it from the north view and get a north view. You can climb it from the south side and get a south view. You also can climb it from the east side and get a east view. And so on with the west side. God's word is multifaceted. It's like the manifold wisdom of God. So while he's speaking about Satan right here, he's also speaking of little Satan. You know how we call Israel big Satan and we call America little Satan? Well, guess who is little Satan right here? Israel. Israel has been the Satan the Bible's been speaking about. So now let's keep going in verse 15. Thou was perfect in thy, thou was perfect in thy ways from the day thou was created, till iniquity was found in thee. Now this is speaking about the nation of Israel. We had the Urim, the Thummim. We had the perfection. We had the ark of God. We had the cherubims dwelling in the midst of Israel. We had angels. We had clouds of smoke by day, pillars of fire by night. I mean, we had it going on. 
We were the perfection. And what happened to Israel? We failed. We were supposed to be a light to the world. And what happened? The other nations have become a light to us. So I want to keep going down. Verse 16. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee. O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Remember, we just read the beauty of Israel is slain on the mountaintops. The beauty of Israel. Oh, the beauty of Israel. We had it going on. But what happened? The beauty of Israel was slain on the mountains. A picture of that was when King Saul and Jonathan died. And that's exactly what happened to Israel. Israel diminished. Israel once was something and Israel has become nothing. Going on. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. Ain't that exactly what God did to us? We once were on top, but now we on the bottom. We once was in our homeland, but now we've been cast out. And guess who have our inheritance? Gentiles have it. Don't get mad at them. There's no reason to get mad at them. Getting mad at the white man is like getting mad at the belt. The most high is whooping your ass with because we did this to ourselves. We asked for this. If you're going to be mad at the white man, then you got to be mad at God too. Because God promised in Deuteronomy 28 that if we broke his covenant, we would serve our enemies in nakedness and want of all things. Going back down. Verse 17. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. And he casted us out of Israel in 70 AD. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. We had the holy days. We was buying and selling on the most high's holy days, especially the Sabbath. This is seen in the book of Nehemiah. We was flooding traffic through Israel. Gates wide open. Everything for sale on God's holy days. We broke his covenant. Verse 19. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror and never shall thou be anymore. Now, if you read your Bible, if you go through the book of Acts, if you read through the whole New Testament, it's not about Israelites no more. They actually were called to be saints. They were calling themselves saints. 
They was not on top no more oppressing the people. They were oppressed. They had Gentile rulers over them. Even when the disciples asked Jesus, will you restore the kingdom to Israel at this time? And he said, you know what? It's not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Most High has put in his own power. They, they could not get it. That's why he said, you know what? I'm sending the comforter to you. I got to send the comforter because the stuff I got to tell you, you're not able to bear it. You're not going to be able to handle it. And we only send comforters when things die. And Israel died as a nation and they needed a comforter. They needed a comforter. Israel could not understand how God quit dealing with them like the way he used to deal with them. They thought it was all about them. And then God provoked Israel to jealousy and put them in oppression and put other Gentile rulers over them. Going down to verse 19 again. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. And that's what they looking at us now like, wow. Look at y'all. To this day, Israel is an astonishment to the people because God used to rebuke kings for our sake, but not no more. Not no more. So now I want to go over to Isaiah 14. This is going to be the book of Isaiah chapter 14. Starting off at verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? Ain't that exactly what Israel did? Israel was supposed to be a lighthouse. And we failed. We were on top. We were sitting in heavenly places. Far above all. Ruling with the covenants, the glory, the tabernacle, the ark of the covenant, and the one and only true God with the angels. We had all of that. And now we on the bottom. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And what you got to realize is that when we ask for a king is when we as a nation committed the sin and the glory of Israel will not lie for he's not a man. He held us accountable. And that's why he removed us and put another messenger over us who is over the house of Israel. This is the Lord's doings. This is the Lord's doings. God has not forgot about his firstborn son, Ishmael, and he has sent us a messenger, a comforter, whose name is Mohammed. Peace and blessings be upon him. Let's keep going. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Ain't that exactly what happened to Israel? 
They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man or is this the nation that made the earth tremble, that did shake kingdoms? Because remember, in the story of Rahab, she confessed all the inhabitants of the lands, hearts faint because of you, because of Israel. A dog wouldn't even move his tongue against us. We were the most fearful sight in the land. And now what happened? We have become weak as any other nation. Let's get that in verse 16 again. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble? that did shake kingdoms, thou that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners, all the kings of the nations, even all of them lie in glory, everyone in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch and as the raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword, that go down to the stones of the pit. Now, ain't that exactly how the king of Israel, King Saul, died? He fell upon his own sword. He fell upon his own word, which means he fell upon his own book. Israel is guilty of tampering and altering the Bible scriptures. Why you think the Bible says, if you act, or take away, there's going to be a severe punishment. And guess who did that? The nation of Israel did that. There's all type of contradictions throughout the scriptures. Verse 20, thou shalt not be joined with them in burial because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Now Israel killed their prophets. They stoned their messengers. They imprisoned their prophets. They put their prophets in prison. They put Micaiah in prison. They put Jeremiah in prison. They sawed Isaiah in half. Israel did this. And I'm going to show you. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 8. At that time, saith the Lord, they shall bring out the bones of the kings of Judah and the bones of his princes and the bones of the priests and the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem out of their graves. And they shall spread them before the sun and the moon and all the host of heaven, whom they have loved and whom they have served, and after whom they have walked and of whom they have sought and of whom they have worshipped. They shall not be gathered. See, they're not going to be buried, nor be buried. They shall be for dung upon the face of the earth. And death shall be chosen rather than life by all the residue of them that remain of this evil family. The Bible calls Israel an evil family. Now I've been showing you scripture after scripture. And I know it breaks your heart. But see, that's the problem when you join these cults without doing a thorough investigation. You're trying to resurrect something that has diminished.
You're trying to resurrect something that is dead. It's dead. Jesus told them that the kingdom was going to a Gentile nation in Matthew 21, 43, and they still don't get it. They never bring this scripture out on their Sabbath classes. They ignore it, and here they are. They're just like the sons of Israel going after Moses told them, don't go up. He said, don't go up. The Lord is not with you. The ark is not with you. And what happened to the children of Israel? They were smitten unto Hormah because that thing right there is gone. Israel diminished. Israel blew it. Why do you think he had to make a new covenant? He had to make a new covenant. All right. New wine goes into new wine skins. You can't put new wine in old wine skins. These new wine skins is going into a new nation that he was given his laws and his commandments to. So Israel, BKA, the devil, the Bible speaks of. To this day, look at Israel's reputation. Don't nobody like Israel. To this day, God has put a stench upon Israel. Israel failed. Now we want to go to the other scriptures I had. And this is going to be Revelations 2.9. The most famous, commonly quoted scripture by most of these Israelite camps. They have no understanding of it. First of all, they don't want to deal with the fact that he was talking to Israel. When he says, I know thy works and tribulations and poverty, he wasn't talking to Israel. He said, but thou art rich. He's talking to the Gentiles. And this is proven in Romans eleven twelve. This is the book of Romans eleven twelve. Now, if the fall of them be the richest of the world and the diminishing of them. The riches of who? The riches of the Gentiles. God has filled the hungry and God has sent the rich away empty. God makes poor. God makes rich. Israel used to be the rich. They was the perfection of beauty. But now he has made them the dunghill. And he cast them out of Israel. So now the riches have been given to the Gentiles. This is proven in the book of Isaiah chapter 45. This is the book of Isaiah chapter 45 verse 1. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden to subdue nations before him. Now Cyrus was a Persian. He was not an Israelite. And I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two levied gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut and sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places. Now, the secret places in these riches is going into the inheritance of Israel. 
That's why I just proved to you from Romans chapter 11, verse 12, that the riches are the Gentiles. And then we see right here in Isaiah 45 that he gave Cyrus the riches of the Israelites. He's building a temple for the Israelites. A Gentile man is doing this. Israel fell horribly, miserably. Going back to Revelations chapter 2, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, speaking of the Gentiles, the riches of the Gentiles. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews. This is speaking about the Jews. He's talking about the Jews. You know what happened to the Jews? They lost their inheritance. They died. They were supplanted. All right. They was like Ephraim and Manasseh. When the father Jacob put his right hand on the youngest and then he took his left hand and put it on the oldest. So the oldest was supposed to get that double portion. But what happened? The little brother got it. All right. And that's exactly what happened to the nation of Israel and the Gentiles. The Gentiles supplanted the nation of Israel, preferably Ishmael. Now we have a full understanding that when he said, I know thy works and tribulations and poverty, he was talking to the Gentiles. Then he said, I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, which lost their heritage. And I'm going to give you the precept for that. I'm going to give you the precept for that. That's going to be Jeremiah chapter 17, 4. And this scripture is common amongst Israelite camps. The book of Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 4. And thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee. And I will cause you to serve your enemies in the land which thou knowest not, for ye have kindled a fire in my anger, which shall burn forever. Israel discontinued from their heritage. Israel diminished as a nation. The scepter of the prophethood passed from Judah to Shiloh. And I know that hurts. That hurts. But he said, I know your works and tribulation and poverty. Speaking to the Gentiles, but you are rich. Why? Because you are the new husbandman. I have kicked out those miserable, wicked servants, and I've hired other husbandmen who I have entrusted with my vineyard that have new laws. Some laws have been modified, but you are now the new owners of my vineyard. You are rich, speaking to the nation of Ishmael exactly, who is home of the prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And I know the blasphemy of them which have disconnected from their heritage, which are the Jews, and who had the synagogue? It was the Jews. The synagogue belonged to the Jews. So there you have it. I just gave it to you, simple and plain. 
all the precepts go with one another. Israel became the devil. And that's why Jesus was casting out devils. He was casting out devils. And Israel was cast out of their own land. Trodden down right now by the Gentiles. Shalom. Shalom.